Good morning, and this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Welcome to today's lesson. Well, yesterday we talked about regret. Ooh, we're going through some, I'll call it ugly cousins this week. You know, when we look at today's subject, which we're going to talk about a habit that, one habit that women exhibit, but social media, news, and our environment, the world we live in, helps perpetuate in women's lives. And it's a cousin of, of um, regret, and it is jealousy. Jealousy is related to regret, but I call it the first cousin of hate and anger. Regret, as we discuss, keeps you in a state of being left behind in self-loathing or self-hate. Whereas jealousy makes you hate others that you believe haven't made or are living your dream life. Women forget, you know, I'm in talking with women, I'm always like, you forget there are no perfect people. There are no perfect lives. That's why the people you follow on social media or entertainment tonight you know, you're following this hot couple that you think has this great marriage and they're divorced 30 days later. Or you find out something about them. And I'm always shocked at how people seem so surprised that their circumstance didn't work out. And I'm always so surprised how engaged people are in knowing someone else's life. But when you ask them, about how to get success in their life, they seem confused. Well, I'm always thinking, well, if you stop worrying about someone else's and focus on your own and spend time in your own, then you'll be successful in your own. And then maybe you'll have someone envying how God is blessing you. For whatever reason, we feel it's the how-to-be-liked game. So, women, no matter who they are, we will always find, we're so critical, we'll always find something that they don't like about themselves and complain. And it's really a war that the enemy wins when it comes to women because we tear ourselves down so much and we lift other people that we don't even know, but we lift them up. That's the whole reason why movies sell, magazines sell, um, TV shows sell, because we connect with a story, which is fine, of someone else. And so I want you to think of a habit that you need to work on for yourself, which is, you know, jealousy. And it, it starts with envying, and then it can lead to worship. You know, either way that you go on something, you can envy so much someone so much that turns into idolatry. You can be jealous of someone that there's hate and you're, you know, you see that things are going well for them and you start hoping that things don't go so well. It seems like everything in that person's life works. And you start falling in the mindset that when they say something, you have an attitude. You have a, I'll say you're sucking your teeth silently. Have you ever done that? 
Okay, ladies, be honest. <laughs> Jealousy is a habit is a habit women practice early by watching and looking for those who are prettier, have a good-looking husband or wealthy husband, longer hair, lighter skin color, or better body to envy. And as I mentioned over time, that envy slides easily, easily into jealousy. And what's funny about women, if you stop to think about it, every woman you envy has a woman that they envy. And that cycle goes on and on and on. I will say that I believe one area, believe it or not, out of the areas that I think that I talk about in the book, um, jealousy is probably an area that I didn't struggle with as much as I would say probably a number of my friends. And I really related to this this confirmation of something my father did and my mother did. And so if you're a single mom um, or a married mom, this is something that you might want to do. For me, this really worked. My And, and everything that I I did, whether I was in a spelling bee or I was in, I did modeling or whatever it was that I, my report card, my father always had an expectation that I wasn't a student. And I'll, I remember one time I came home and I heard to go into my father's house and I heard him talking to a friend and they must have asked him, how's your daughter doing? And he went on and on, and he was so braggadocious, and he was like, oh, she gets all straight A's. And on this occasion, in my report card, I had a B. I had all A's, but I had one B. But when I heard his enthusiasm about how smart his daughter was and how accomplished it was, believe it or not, I didn't show him that report card <laughs> because I was like, oh, it would be disappointing when he just said I had all A's. So guess what I did? I made sure on the next report card that I had all A's. And when I brought it to him and said, Daddy's my report card, I got all A's, he had the response of, of course you did, because you're smart. And so what I got from him was affirmation. When I went for the Miss Big Apple beauty contest, my father told me before when I was leaving and we went, you know, you buy your outfit, get your hair done. My father told me that you are a winner, that you will win. And there's no one smarter, prettier or whatever than you. So it doesn't matter what happens today. You are Miss Big Apple because if you believe it, that's who you are. And so I still had my insecurities. And believe it or not, I went to this pageant and I came in second. I didn't win. And when I was packing up my things, a couple of the judges came and said to me, and this will help you, especially those who have self-confidence issues, a couple of judges came and said, you could have won that contest. And I said, excuse me? 
and they said, you didn't smile. You had everything the person won over you because you didn't smile and you didn't walk with, you know, you walked with confidence, but you didn't look happy at what you're doing. I was nervous. And they said the next time that you go for a pageant, smile because you win. You would win. And that's the only reason you didn't win today. And although I didn't win, I left with, oh my gosh, my father said that I could, would win. And I didn't smile. Who doesn't smile when you know you're modeling or in a beauty contest? But I was so caught up in what they would think of me, of, of being the maybe the only African-American girl there, and, and this and that and the other, that I forgot to give a fabulous smile. So in that regard, building up, whether it's your children or if you have a spouse or you have um, girlfriends in your life, you know what? Everyone needs someone to remind them that they're a winner. You need it. I need it. And when you hear it, guess what happens? You start to believe it. So that's why people want likes on social media. And when you don't get likes, you feel like I'm not liked, I'm not loved, I'm not why. So people are desperate and no one looks at it that way. But why? Do we want likes? We want that affirmation. And it's not the best place to get the affirmation because it's strangers a lot of times that when you're trying to be viral and trying to get um, a certain number of people, it can make you feel self-defeated. So then you see someone else who's got all these likes and all these whatever, and either you're trying to copy them or you're trying to emulate them or look like them, since people are following them, then I need to try to act like them. And then we don't attract and we wind up disappointment. We don't attract the people who would naturally be attracted to our character. It's not about how many people click like. You could be very admired and respectful in your life and in your job and not have a ton of social media like So let's not use that as our only success barometer. If you're in sales and you sell online, you need to build up, of course, your following and all of that great stuff. But on a whole, make sure you're connecting it with business and not connecting it with your self-worth. So because we tend to slide into that category. So let's look at what are some top jealousy picks for women. I named a few already, but um, other things we know when it comes to men, especially if it's, hey, he's handsome and has some money. But believe it or not, that doesn't always get them happy. Remember, the root is longevity, momentum, and the joy that's brought to the person's life. Um, we get jealous over perfect hair. Body parts. Look at plastic surgery. I see and I've coached women who've come in and they want this one's hair and they want this actress lips, this one's eyes, 
this one's cheeks, and I asked one time, what would be left of you? Oh, then I'll just be here. They don't even want to be themselves. Careers, attention, they believe the girl who has it all, vacations. So how can you tell if someone has jealousy issues, especially if you have daughters or if you have close girlfriends or maybe, guess what, yourself? For one, how can you tell if they have jealousy issues? I learned that they put others down constantly. They're always caught up in what someone else is doing. Have you ever been around someone and they're filling you in on the the latest and, and greatest about someone else and you could tell they talk about them with such um, endearment, such like worship? Critically judging themselves against others constantly. They envy others' lives on social media, TV, or what they read in magazines. They try to dress or look like other people. They talk about others excessively. So imagine you are God listening to someone like yourself or other women being so critical of who they are and unhappy with the woman he's created. Because at the end of the day, you are a one-of-a-kind woman in the whole world. I mean, there's no one in the world that's like me, that's like you. But yet, we can spend our days complaining about our rareness, our uniqueness as a woman. You know, society teaches women to be a copy of who they deem the ideal woman of the hour. You know, we, didn't, we don't come up with this on our own ideas. We don't wake up and want bigger lips. No, we wake up and see the attention that bigger lips is getting an Angelina Jolie or bigger hips are getting a Jennifer Lopez. And we think, oh, that's what I got to do. I got to get to the gym. I got to get something um, added to my hips or my lips. I need some suction or something. So we don't decide. We're living based on some man-made rules of beauty for the hour. And guess who's behind it? these things? This isn't even women. It's money. What, what's the next gimmick that I can sell to make women scar themselves, cut themselves, and make money for other men to cut them up? This is what it comes down to. It comes down to money. What can I do to make you believe that this cream will remove those black circles and puffiness? What can I do to make you believe your face will be tighter? We're buying, in many cases, pipe dreams. And someone else is lining their pockets. God is a creative God. And he made each of us unique and purposeful with different talents. And if we think about it, how dare we complain each day about what we look like when we don't even know what beautiful is or our full capability as a believer in Christ. If we really want to seek out how to be beautiful, how to be impactful, 
how to be liked, then maybe the characteristics of Christ would do that in seeking his word. Do we find that boring? Do we find reading about how many times someone can get married to how many people or how many, you know, do we find that more exciting? Do we think that will impact our lives more than building up our inside for our outside? Most of the people that we're watching and envying have someone creating an illusion for who they are. And that's why when you see rehabs, they're in rehabs or in this struggle or that struggle, it's because the battle with who they are inside doesn't match who's on the outside. And thank God, on the whole, we don't have people with a magnifying glass pointing out our faults and our struggles. So you have the ability to work on your inner man so that your outer man can shine everywhere Jesus went. Who went with him? Who wanted to be near him? Who wanted to touch his garment? Who recognized that there's power in this person, whether they believed or not, he had something that drew people in. And that was his true worth. And your true worth isn't found chasing someone else's thoughts, dreams, and ideas, hanging on their word every day. Every day you wake up, you've got to maybe hear what they're saying about what they did today or what they're going to do. Listen to God's word, whether audible or read it, for what you could do today. What can I work on in myself today? So, what other jealousy types are there? Is there Christian jealousy? Oh, yeah. People want to, they, they don't want the gifts God has given them. They want to be like minister so-and-so or sister so-and-so or the Joyce Myers of the world or maybe Beth Moore or um, Priscilla Shire. There are people out there that you want to be like. Learn from them, but use what God is giving you to exalt that talent and that skill. Family jealousy, ugh. Now that's something I have personally experienced and I talk about in the book. You know, when you're jealous of each other within a family, what is the devil really trying to do? Tear your family apart. So you can choose today to not be that person. Jealousy in your family can trigger everyone to be one-upping the other. Oh, well, my husband bought me this. Oh, my husband bought me that. Or my husband took me on this vacation. Is our conversation based on creating envy in the other family member? You might have grandchildren. Maybe you're, you know, bragging about your grandchild and then the other sibling has to brag about their grandchild. Hair, whatever it may be. Families, it can be very divisive and it creates um, family members wanting to be isolated from each other and not fellowshipping and not sharing the real deep challenges that they're going through. So I hope while I'm speaking, you have your journal open that some of these are maybe notes that you're capturing of things you need to personally work on. So let's, um, so what's the root? What's the root of jealousy? Hate. Ew. Hate is what the root is. And the Lord shared these thoughts as well. You know, the person 
you know, when I have struggled with people jealous of me or envying, you know, the Lord really reveals some key things that I want to share. The person manifesting jealousy against or toward you suffers from self-hate first. So why is it easy to try to forgive them? Forgive them because it's not about you anyway. So think about it. If the root of jealousy is hate and self-hate, then their comments and their actions toward you reflect how much they loathe themselves and their life. So you need to bring that godly empathy. Forgive them because it's not about you. They are hurt themselves. Pray that they gain the ability to bear, to hear, to hear your words of encouragement, to hear that God loves them. So as they begin to heal, they can see, hear, and speak words of love and encouragement toward others. And maybe, guess what? Toward you. So here are some scriptures to think about. And so you might want to pause a second to think about people in your life that if you really self-examine yourself or them, that there's hate for characteristics in their own lives. So you could take this moment to do your list. So hopefully you're back and you have your list. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. First John 2, 9 through 11. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. You know, when I read this scripture, something that I think of as well, it talks about brother or sister, but someone who hates themselves is in darkness as well. Because when you operate in hate, you're operating in darkness. If you hate yourself, if you hate things about yourselves, then you can, that hate displays in who created you. How can you love God? but hate yourself, hate who you are. Maybe you hate some of the decisions you made. Maybe you hate actions you've taken, but they were taken without wisdom. But to hate yourself, it's very hard to be successful, to be confident, and to not live in constant doubt when you have self-hate. Another scripture Proverbs ten eighteen, but anyone who hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Oh, so you don't even know where you're walking in circles. So when you have hate, you're in darkness, so you can't even see good things. You can't um, even embrace good things because everything you see it's not good. Psalms 36, 2. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Oh, Lord, I'm in darkness and I'm a fool. So think about how we talk about people. Somebody you're jealous about. Oh, well, that color doesn't look that good. Oh, she shouldn't wear that dress. Her hips are too big. Oh, she shouldn't have worn that makeup. It just makes her eyes look dark. 
whatever that is that you're using your mouth to be critical of, what are you really saying? Maybe that person's getting attention that you want. And so now your best attack is to criticize how the person looks or acts so that for you, it'll make you look wiser. Maybe you're hoping it'll make people like you more. That doesn't work. Just as an FYI, Proverbs ten thirteen, in their own eyes, <laughs> here we go, in their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. So, my, um, whether I was right or wrong, my dad was very encouraging and always spun how it was part of learning or part of developing and always gave me words of affirmation. But there lies my reason for feeling accepted and also wanting to be successful to please him. I found even later in my managers, managers who had that blind confidence in me, Oh, I always brought above and beyond and exceeded their expectations. Managers who tore me down, it didn't, it didn't make me perform better. It made me, you know, meet the challenge. And there's a difference in working to achieve above and beyond than feeling in constant battle with meeting the expectation that you feel that you can't. So think about that. Maybe you're a manager or maybe with your own children or maybe with your own friends and even being bold enough to tell people how to manage you. So let's look at a battle zones questions for you today on what you can answer in your journal. So what about your family and jealousy? Think about if this dynamic has been at work amongst your siblings And was it some families, the parents might instigate this to compare child against child. But you can break that today, even if it was the parent encouraging this. Have you ever expressed your feelings with your siblings or parents? Pray about, is it time for you to do that? Or even writing about it in the journal or praying and releasing it to God. Ask him, is it time to have that conversation with your parents and siblings? Do you have siblings with a different dad or mom that led to these similar feelings of jealousy? How has jealousy manifested itself among you and your friends and family members? Can you see the root of hate? Because hate leads to murder. Cain and Abel, there was jealousy, there was hate, there was murder. How can you see, where do you see this root in your family's lives or maybe yours? Do you praise family members or other women on their successes easily? Or do you wait until it has to be so obvious to say something encouraging? What do you need forgiveness for in the area of family jealousy? Jealousy is the excuse to not fulfill your purpose. 
Because see, jealousy gives you the excuse that your abilities are limited and that you are less than another woman. So you can't accomplish much unless you turn into that person or tear that person down or find fault with that person. So no other person or no other look is limiting you in finding a husband, in finding a job, in being confident. Only you are limiting yourself by looking elsewhere for your acceptance and for your confidence. God has instilled in you a gift that nobody can take from you. Only you. We worry. Some people worry about, oh, if I share this idea, if I do this, then someone can steal it from you. Can someone steal God's gift from you? The answer is no. So I want you to start there. And if you want to be really aggressive about it, this first part really deals with the family. Then you can press on enlisting the top 10 things you love about yourself. Because we need to counter this hate, this self-loathing. So I want the 10 and don't give me that you don't have 10 things. And if you can't come up with 10, then you ask someone else what they like about you. Because I want you to have 10. The second question is, what's unique about you? What's unique about you? The third, what do you envy and why do you envy it? List people you are jealous of. If you don't list someone, you're being untruthful. You might say, well, it's not hate or, you know, that kind of, okay, well, envy, it begins with envy. Who are you following daily? Who do you like the way they dress, they look, what they say? Whose word do you hang on? Okay. So, and maybe you might find that you need to repent for jealousy over family, friends, or people in social media that you might follow excessively. Here is a prayer that you can state. Father, I apologize for not, excuse me, for not appreciating all the beauty and uniqueness you knitted in my mother's womb within me. Lord, forgive me for being jealous of or envying, and then you just make your list right there, blank, 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 blank. I shall make it a daily habit of thanking you and displaying my uniqueness in my prayers and in the world. Every day, I shall choose to be grateful for who and what I have in Jesus' name. I'm going to repeat this prayer again. Father, I apologize for not appreciating all the beauty and uniqueness you knitted in my mother's womb. Lord, forgive me for being jealous of or envying blank, 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 blank. I shall make it a daily habit of thanking you and displaying my uniqueness in my prayers and in the world. Every day, I shall choose to be grateful for who and what I have and who I am and who I will be. In Jesus' mighty name.
I pray you have a blessed day. I pray you aggressively break jealousy off your life, which will get out the root of hate. And will it happen today? It's something that you have to embrace and say and believe and practice. And we can catch ourselves. Catch yourself when you're being critical. You know that old saying, if you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. Practice it. Love you and talk to you tomorrow and live live a blessed life today.